Hey everyone, Marvin here. Um, before we get started with this week's collab cast, I wanted to let you know about a special giveaway that we're doing this week. The people with Haikus with Hottie were nice enough to give us two copies of their latest 2016 calendar of Haikus with Hotties. So if you'd like to stare at hot Asian dudes all year while keeping track of your meetings and schedule, send us an email at podcast at collaboration.org along with your own haiku about what your New Year's resolution is. If yours is chosen, We'll not only read your haiku on the air, we'll also contact you to get your shipping information so we can send you your very own copy of Haiku with Hotties 2016 calendar. Good deal, right? Again, send your haikus with your New Year's resolutions to podcast at collaboration.org. Alright, now on with the show! Culture and social commentary from an Asian American perspective. It's episode 45. My name is Marvin Yue coming at you across the sea in Taiwan, Taipei, Taiwan. Um, joining me back home is Minji Chang. Hello, everybody. And joining us this week is our friend Bo Sia. Hey, yo, what up, y'all? Yo. Hey, hey. Hey. Tony Award-winning poet, all-around cool dude, and master wordsmith. He's probably just going to mm. take over this podcast. And stylist. Well. And I'll, and I'll let him. I want your hat, him. by the way. <laughs> Yo, Melody Asani on Fairfax, y'all. Okay. Right. It's tight. It's, this is for women. I know. All, all her stuff's for women. I love wearing it. It's beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for joining us, Bo. Thank you for having me, Marvin. I love it. <laughs> well, thank you for having me as well, Minji. You're so good at that. Well, I am from Oklahoma. You are. So. And I didn't know that about you for the oh, longest yeah? time. I've known you for a while now, and I did not know until, like, what, two weeks ago uh, that you're from Oklahoma. Yeah. Cray. It's un- it's so un- how many times when you say that do people sing you that song? In my life, I would say uh, because as I get older people don't go to those old musicals. They don't get replayed on television as much, right? So I would say in the first 25 years of my life, 70%. In the last 34 years of my life, probably 18 to 13%. Someone needs to revive Oklahoma. Yes. But this is like the but... this is the era of revivals. Though. I mean, okay, there's an the argument like we need to make new stuff. Like stop, Oklahoma. Stop. But classics out there, man. Oklahoma's tough because everything about Oklahoma is tied to genocide. Okay, you know what I mean, like but the, it's a, it's the a, land rush and all that was like, hey, yo, all you Indians, go die in Oklahoma. What? There's oil there? Actually, Indians, move the fuck out of there. We're about to take all of this over. 
like. <laughs> but that's an important lesson, see, that got lost somewhere. Do you know what I'm saying? Well, if they did redid Oklahoma. I would love to do it from the other side. I'm saying like this is... they did Oklahoma from the other side. Vermont's some like, oh, these motherfuckers kind of jump in on where we've been for hundreds of years. Hell, hell no, this Plains Indian is going to rise up. That's what I'm saying. Actually, they should do Oklahoma future where there's a Native American population on the on the reservation, and they decide, you know what, we need to do. We need to let these motherfuckers devolve for 500 years and just build ourselves into some crazy army on this reservation. And then it's set in like 3031 and it's like they come out of like some cave and all humans have become like Wally, right? They on the wheelchairs. They just <laughs> sipping their sodas, watching TV, paying for everything in Obese. credits, exactly using electricity bicycles, but not really, you know, and then. And they all show up, and they oh, that's dope. That's dope. <laughs> Bo's in the you know, zone a, right now. He's like writing the whole there's thing. There's a comic book series from Image called um, East of West, which um, is about it's like an alternate history type of story. But yeah, in, in that story, the Indian nations, like Native American nations, um, they like develop technology through their shamanistic like ways, and like they become like the most powerful force in the Americas. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, but, they are. They are though. They have that. We just killed it out of them, and we never <laughs> took the time to listen or understand their methodology or what it was about because it ran counter to the fucking Western colonizers' idea of value. I mean, that was the problem: is a miscommunication of value standards, and then they show up not getting them. this. These dudes got magic, magic. <laughs> Who lost his magic, man? It's stupid. It's stupid. Lame. Yeah. Lame. Well, they make out. that musical. They should make it into like a Hamilton type, like hip hop musical. All day, that's how it gets popular. Yeah, all day. <laughs> I'm I'm doing it now. I'm doing Oklahoma <laughs> the musical, set in 3031. Native Americans come back. It's awesome. And musical hip hop style. Of course, isn't it 2015? So you know, obviously. Although in 30, if I said it in 3031, they might not be into hip hop anymore because we'll be have it evolved into a frequency based tone understanding. Pretty so. much. That I was going to say, I was like, how do, do people, can yeah. people even differentiate that at the time? I don't think it'll make sense. I was like, oh, what are these noises? It'll be a throwback. It'll be a throwback. Yeah. It'll be a TBT. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Period piece set in the future. Yes. Done. <laughs> Perfect. Awesome. More Asian talks. What's next? <laughs> well, every week uh, we start the show off with a little roundtable um, wow. discussion just um, based on just what we've been reading, watching, or seeing what's Word. on our minds. So um, I'll start off my topic, which is I'm in Asia, guys. <laughs> taking, taking a break, quote unquote, because I just spent the whole entire day working on video editing for a collaboration. But just in another land. <laughs> It's um I I wake I woke up two AM to come record with you guys. I'm what? Dedication I'm, man that you talked my my room. London yeah. thing. I know. Well I mean that the time difference is way I know, way, way, way weirder here. How long have you been out but there? I've been out here for this is my fourth day. And how many more um, days you get out that you're gonna be out in Asia, man? I'm here for at least five more weeks. I'm excited, though, because I, I mentioned this in the last podcast, but Star Wars comes out two days earlier, three days earlier here. Oh, you're a jerk. <laughs> I'm 
<laughs> rubbing it in. Oh wow, that's that's a jerk move. You went to Try Asia to for it. five weeks just to see Star Wars two Pretty days much. in advance, so that and then can... ten more times in three different countries, so you could have an international experience, huh? <laughs> that's the only reason why you went to Asia. Super weird, man. Oh, well, I mean, I didn't connect the dots until I got here. I was like, hmm. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, five <laughs> weeks. You might come back a different person. America might not be the same. You know. You always do. I feel like every time I've gone to Asia, it's a lot shorter than five weeks. I uh-huh. come back, I'm like, where the hell am I? It's, yeah. it's a different universe. And you buy stuff. Are you buying clothes there, Marv? Because you buy stuff no, and you're like, oh, this looks because... cool here in this context. And then you bring it back and you're like, I look like an alien. Yeah. I mean, the problem with being a six foot tall Asian dude. You're That's fucking six beautiful. foot tall. You need to be on yeah. Tinder putting that shit on your profile, dude. <laughs> you need to put on Tinder. I'm six foot no joke and then put a tiny Asian next to you in the photo as proof. But in regular clothes, so they don't think that's baby gap clothes. On oh, no. Child. Uh, on my Tinder profile, I write, I'm a tall Asian guy. I just don't specify the height because I don't want to brag. But. First of all, you put tall Asian guy. Unfortunately, you just made that motherfucker think you Yao Ming, dude. <laughs> and now they just oh, like. Oh, so he's like 6'9". Oh, he's that one dude that ate that like hormone milk in China. And now he's like nine feet tall. Yeah. <laughs> Like, they do the injections too in Korea, though. It's I not mean, even, like, wherever they build those they're Olympic like, hey, athletes, get taller, get taller. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing is building Olympiads. We just do it differently in America on a more subtle tip. What's up, <laughs> subsidy for food? Uh, <laughs> oh, I could go on about that. Yeah. Woohoo! Iowa cornfield. Seriously. Um, so <laughs> I know you. I'm on to you. So cool. When you're in Asia, so you're not going to buy clothes because your height. Is a, is a concern, and I understand this because I know a lot of people that I, I fucks with likes to get their undergarments in Asia because the fit's right, you know what I mean? Um, you come back with, like, packages. You have like, to go with a half-full suitcase or with, like, a like, spare one. Because the underpants apparently ain't right over here in the U.S. Not, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. I mean, so the, the American brands um, tend to have clothes of my size, yeah. and... But then, like, I'm not coming to Asia to buy Gap clothes. Unless yeah. it's cheaper. Sometimes it's cheaper. Right. Um, but Uniqlo actually has pretty good sizing, too. Like, their extra-large underwear fits me pretty well. Noted. Extra-large uh, Is that Uniqlo. in your Tinder profile as well? A unique... Yeah, no. that might help. XL always helps. <laughs> <laughs> I've been getting, like, 100 times more matches on Tinder out here than back home. Well, you've been getting what? 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 Say that again. What did you, what'd you just oh, say? Oh, you're what did you just say? Taipei U.S. Right passport holder. Is that what you did? <laughs> Canadian. <laughs> you took everything. Canadian. Out. You're a Canadian yeah. passport holder. Oh my gosh, that's like saying I have the gold of the future. <laughs> <laughs> I have access to the last country with resources when all this shit well, we falls just, apart. We just we just pulled ourselves out of our conservative, you know, um, barely, but yeah, rain this yeah. past year. So now we have like, yeah, you know. 420, dude, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. What, at, le- what at least it'll have lakes and, and stuff like that, you know. <laughs> and then you won't be shellacked out on the, uh, that what's that, like, uh, that carbon stuff they do now. Yeah. That coal fracking, right? You'll be <laughs> fracked out to your ears. Isn't that happening in, like, North Dakota? Isn't that what everywhere. Oh, everywhere. North Dakota and Calgary, because that's where, uh, not Calgary, uh, Alberta, because that's where all the oil is. Alberta is pretty much the Texas of Canada. Gosh. Did not know that. The more you know. I bet that place is insane. People wear cowboy hats and they go to rodeos. <laughs> what? I bet, I bet they are so nuts out there because it's probably quiet and they have tons of money. And nothing to <laughs> right, do. Just, 
I know what we'd do. Let's tie up three horses and make them do a three-horse race between four sets of three horses. But on each horse, let's tie a cheetah. The cheetah that says balloon animal first wins. Did we import the marshmallows yet? <laughs> like, I always feel like when you have a lot of money and There's nothing to do, show. <laughs> like, your thoughts go off, right? What happens yeah. in Canada when you're fracking and you have too much time on your hands? Yeah. Too much time and money. Yeah. Well, going back to your Tinder thing, so you're getting matched a lot more out in Taipei. Is that what's happening? I'm getting more matches than back home. Okay, and is it the same profile thing? Are you going to come back with a wife? Yeah. It's the same profile. So your profile is just like tall Asian dude? That's what your profile says? Uh, I'm asking for advice for a friend, okay? (laughs) (laughs) I'm asking because a friend I know is just just interested in how these matches occur. You need to understand the science behind this. Yeah, just continue. I think your friend is just an award-winning dude with awards. Okay, let's be honest. I'm standoffish and quite particular, and I don't feel like uh, I'm the type of dude that's supposed to go out and try to impress people, and I don't fucking want anybody that wants to be impressed, to be honest. <laughs> I want someone who wants to be impressed all the time. Do you know how exhausting that is in a relationship? I gotta make you think that everything's rad, every fucking experience we have? No, no, no. So here's my profile, dude. <laughs> Super confusing, hella standoffish. Here's three statements. Left-handed metaphor... Discovery and dancing pass on all illusions. <laughs> very, very poetic and super, very, very confusing. Super confusing. Makes you think I'm a murderer <laughs> or like this astrology guy Zodiac that's going to want to sell you psychic hours. <laughs> <laughs> but you're going with that strategy? I mean, I don't really care because I'm really in no place for really dating and relationships based on what I've seen out there. To be honest, but then I think when you put it out there like that, you'll you'll it'll be interesting to see what comes into your universe as a oh, result yeah. of that. Yeah, universe there, man- like- universe manifests, no doubt. Like definitely, my approach probably will manifest what it manifests. So I do this other thing. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I agree. So so Bo's friend does want to know though. Like, what's your approach, Marvin? Yeah, Bo's friend wants to know that. Bo's friend's really curious. Honestly, I forgot what I wrote on my profile. It's called Specified Because, like, so other dating programs, like, other apps let you specify your height, but Tinder doesn't. So I have to find a way to, like, make, like, mention it. Like, by the way, I'm tall. Because, you know, that's the differentiator. That's my, just right, uh, that's my that's my only competitive advantage out here. So I mean that's a that's a great advantage, you know, for another couple of years before that McDonald's takes over on those kids. You know, <laughs> so you better hurry up, bro. You know, also and, and thankfully your our advantage will increase now that they letting this two child thing happen. So hopefully that'll exactly. boost, boost Asian numbers. But then by then you'll be like <laughs> I'll be eighty. 50. But you know ninety years old. What else is new? <laughs> Well, that's China. Taiwanese people have been having multiple babies for like since. Oh wait, that's interesting. You're supposed to have a Taiwanese bride, wife, because you're going to China too on this trip. But is there is there something <laughs> familiar? I'm sure Tinder works in China. I'm pretty sure they have their own version. I heard for the I, billions of Chinese. I, I heard that it works in China. That's just what I heard from his friend. But then here's my question: Is there that pressure to be with someone Taiwanese at all for you? For me? Or encouragement. Not rather. really. Well, the thing with my family is also I'm the second youngest of eight 
cousins. And most Jeez. of my cousins married white people. So now that they've started having babies and my family realized how okay. beautiful babies okay. are, uh-huh. they're okay with, you know. Yeah. yeah. Okay, here's my question, though. Okay. Your cousins that married marry white, primarily female or male? Both. Okay. So it's like a 50-50 split. Just out of curiosity, the males, are they also tall? Yes. Just curious. Thanks for answering that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. I, 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 yeah, I got a cousin. I got a cousin with, with a white wife. It's pretty awesome. I never met her or anything. She's from Alabama, which I can't even imagine her marrying my cousin who's from Manila, but they both work out in Singapore. What the heck? And, uh, you know, it's amazing. They actually found their connection through God. So even though my cousin isn't the tallest dude, the richest dude, the thisest dude, I guess they met at church and just hit it off on some, like, prayer time. That's spiritual level, though. Yeah, right. Yeah, faith. Spiritual connection. back in the day, back in the day, wasn't, like, church, like, the biggest meat market? Like that's how I think it's still for anybody I who mean, is for legit. When you're trying to be serious, is I I and I'm, I'm telling you, coming to America that's really profound. They're like, we've been trying to find women. Where y'all gone? We went to the club. You can't go to the club <laughs> and find a woman. Like this is like coming to America. Like yeah. the whole movie's playing in my head right now with Eddie Murphy and yeah. So yeah, church is a great hall. is a great place for more more serious stuff. I think my concern with church is definitely when the rigidity of religion gets in the way of the potential of spirituality. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. Preach. I should join a church, though. Or my friend <laughs> should join a church, though. <laughs> Let me know how your friend... Uh, we'll, gonna, we'll, we'll reconnect on Monday. Right. I'm going to ask my friend... And see how it went on church. Or tell at my church. friend from my Asian friends that go to Asian church what Asian church my friend should go to. <laughs> because I heard hey, my, my my friend grew up a predominantly white Catholic church, maybe he yeah. wants to switch up. <laughs> yeah, my family has, has never really been too religious. Like we never like we didn't grow up going to church or anything. So like that wasn't really like an avenue open for me to meeting girls. Uh-huh. But I did find out that my grandma on my mom's side was Catholic. It just what? was never like a big deal. But it's interesting. I, I just um, one of the cool things about just coming back is just seeing my grandparents. So I have one on each side left, right. and you know they're all like, you know, my my grandpa's pushing a hundred next year, and like he's a World War II vet. Like he used oh, to. Oh like, wow! Yeah, he used to fly in the war. Like he was on a. Wait, he's on them tigers. No, no, he um he was a comms officer on a transport plane, so he did supply line. Oh jeez. Um, during when they were there, <laughs> during the World War Two, he was Snapchatting and him, and he's a badass. He's like lecturing him on on Confucianism. I mean, that's no. That's- so my grandpa likes to tell stories because, like, so um, being so because of his service, like, it kind of like fucked up his ears, and his eyes are really bad too. So, like, he's like pretty able bodied, but he can't do anything because he can't see, he can't hear. So he kind of just like sits at home, listens to the radio, and like just talks to whoever will listen. And, like, he has this big just list of stories that he tells. And um, I think we were talking about – I don't know what we were talking about. He started talking about how, like, um, like women get kind of the raw and the deal with, like, in that Confucianism. Yeah. And he talks about how, like, yeah, it kind of sucks that, like, a wife needs to listen, like, listen to the husband. And that the husband dies, the wife needs to listen to the son. And, like, that's kind of how, like, it was passed down. He was talking about this – 
family that used to live um, near him, one of his neighbors in, in Nanjing, um, who's from the Sandong province, which is like bordering Korea, mm-hmm. who like just like would just beat his wife all the time, and everyone's just like, dude, that's fucked up. You know, beat his wife all the time. Yeah, and it was just Those like fun stories, but it's real. Yeah, I mean, I would I would imagine that uh, you know your grandfather having to have risks so much death so unprotected because the supply line guys don't have actually the best fucking war machinery to get things to other people so that, i think and i feel that with a lot of folks i've met who've who've done world war ii in germany or in the pacific region where uh they are just not about our social illusions they're sort of over it you know, they've yeah. risked enough, so they kind of get over all of the stuff that we get hung up on, you know. It's interesting. Yeah. yeah. It's also, it's like, it's cool just to listen to, like, you know, so, um, have you seen Master None yet, um, Bo? I have not yet, no! which probably makes me awful, but I feel no. like... No, you watch no, a lot no, of other I mean, shows. But here's to be honest, I and I want to say this in the most loving way possible. I'm 58 years old. <laughs> And I love how excited everyone on the internet is about what they've heard and read from Master of None and what they've quoted. I, being as old as I am, have been around communities that have been having those conversations and creating work that express those ideas for over 20 years. Mm -hmm. So what I love is that there's a new generation of people being exposed to the first time to this stuff, as well as a whole new audience of people that weren't aware of what goes on with our community and what we talk about and stuff. Right. But for myself, I'll still watch it eventually, but I just feel like I'm pretty good on a lot of what it's like to be Asian in the casting room. I completely, room, having a white completely girlfriend. Yeah. agree with you. Like, yeah. th- this is what I was saying to Marvin, too, when I was saying, when I was watching the first few episodes of, like, I'm like, this is what we've said this for like the last 18 jillion years and yeah. conversations. So that kind of like for me to deterred me a little bit. Like I, like I was so happy that it was out there and that people loved and appreciated it. But then I was like, I don't know if I need to watch it. Cause I've, you know what I mean? No, like, it's a weird other- thing because we feel like we have to support, but no, right? but then I, ch- I chose to support it. And then like, that's what I really appreciate. So just letting you know yeah, yeah, yeah. that there's so many other things that he talks about too besides yeah, yeah. that part. It's actually like minimal and it kind of starts with that, which is dope. And then it goes into just kind of like the state of affairs today, yeah. which we haven't really had that conversation the way that yeah. he presents it yeah. or, and him and Alan and like all the other writers and directors. It's really just funny social commentary. That's what Aziz is really good at. Right. He's good at just kind of putting it out there in this very I mean, this- like welcoming way. Right. I mean, like, the stories they tell are very, yeah. like, millennial. Based. Very millennial. So it's just hilarious. Maybe, like, it just maybe, talks about Tinder. You know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's about that it's life that we are living um, now. <laughs> yeah. I bring it up because there's an episode called Old People. Yes! Um, where, like, they realize how, like, cool that, like, how badass old people used to be. Yeah. Because, like, uh, something that we talked about on this podcast um, really early on was just how, like, our grandparents grew up in the age where, like, all they knew was really pretty much war. Like mm-hmm. death, if they weren't, poverty, if they weren't fighting hunger. the Japanese, they were fighting themselves, and mm-hmm. it was just like every day was kind of like, you know, there was struggle all the time, and just um, hanging out. You know, now that like we're older, like we can, we're in a position now to like listen to these stories and like like find out things about our grandparents that we didn't know, and you know, like 
Uh, my grandpa was like, there was a story about like, so he got sick one day during the war and like he couldn't go out on a mission. And then the next day he was, found out that that plane got shot down that he was supposed to be on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, that's, real. Yeah, man. that's his yeah. life. Yeah, they they just uh, you know they 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 had a great opportunity to focus on real things, and they didn't live in a disconnected world. It's just very different. They couldn't avoid each other. You know, if they wanted to get at someone, they had to physically, for the most part, go get at them, you know, about anything. And having to force to engage and address each other made you really deal with things in an interesting way. But, you know, and in some ways they are really badass. You know, at the end of the day, these World War II guys are so badass. But also in a lot of ways they lacked because they weren't exposed to what we've been exposed to. Mm-hmm. And even generations before or younger than us are exposed to now, more so than us, right? Right. Um, but I love old people because besides being one of them, you also <laughs> just get a lot of value from the elderly in a way that I don't get as much value from millennials, to be honest. <laughs> I, I honestly, well, this is the thing that I, I've always gravitated to older people, maybe because I was a younger one and like I was always around older people. Mm. But in high school, one of my favorite things to do... <laughs> We had to do community service for a leadership class. And so I actually chose to go. A lot of my friends did community service at like the aquatic center. They did like YMCA. They did all these really cool things with like kids. For some reason, kids kind of scared me a little bit, even though I had a little sibling. I was like, I'm going to go hang out with the old folks because they don't have enough company. So I went to the convalescent home and I put my loud ass voice to good use and I called bingo every week. And they loved me because I was really, (laughs) they're like, honey, you're so good. Like, I don't need a microphone to just yell. But, like, the stories that they would tell and, like, the small ways that they would kind of insert their, Mm -hmm. like, the way they even bicker. I was like, people don't talk to each other like that anymore. No, we can't They're very direct, you know. And there are certain things that I picked up from being around older folks that I really, really loved. I loved the simplicity of their communication. They're like, you're not very nice today. (laughs) It's just like, you're being really greedy about your beans. Stop it. You know, like, I don't know, like, who talks like that? They're like, I have feelings. I'm going to tweet about this now. I don't want to talk to you. take things very personally, (laughs) and let's be really honest. Let's be really, really honest, guys. They can't sell us the world if we're not victims. Period. Period. So it's, it behooves capitalism to teach us all to be victims. Yeah. Sorry I said that, everyone who's <laughs> pro-capitalism and, and Mr. Friedman and the Chicago School of Economics. My bad. You know I'm an artistic <laughs> idiot, uh, nonchalant, disorganized mess, so you can totally dismiss me and not uh, consider what I just said. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> Now I'm like reliving this conversation I have with my dad about capitalism at Thanksgiving, which is totally Thanksgiving appropriate conversation. But well, speaking of Thanksgiving, Christmas is coming up. Dag, <laughs> Hanukkah just started. Speaking y'all. of capitalism, speaking Christmas of capitalism, is coming up. <laughs> yeah, Christmas is coming up. Do you know that there's a deal today? There's a Cyber Monday. There's a fuck your paycheck Tuesday. There's a who needs rent Wednesday. There's a expectations of the extended family Thursday. Oh my god. There's a you'll never be enough for your immediate family Friday. There's your kids will always think that you're less than the other parents cuz you couldn't get them the top gift Saturday. 
And then there's the Heavy Debt Sunday, which is pretty cool. Did you see those deals on Amazon? I totally saw them. I get, I get about 14 emails per category a day. Oh, my gosh. I don't know how I signed up for all these emails. I don't even know what the <laughs> buy shit. Yo, yeah, that's man. true. Here's the thing. Enter and I, and I just be, I'll just be real with y'all, right? Like, So you buy a kid a $1,000 phone, right? Guess what? Everybody got that phone. What is so special about that stupid phone? <laughs> my phone... It has the same filters as my friend. This is so expensive, this hand computer. And it just doesn't do that much more, in my opinion, than the hand computer I had four years ago. Well, because that hand computer gets really slow after two years because they make it that way. So you have to get a new one. You have to upgrade. Bingo. (laughs) And right. And because I'm reliant on it to deal with my shit, because I'm a victim, I got to keep buying new hand computers. Because I'm not self You got to answer those texts. You got to retweet so it those tweets. Tense, oh, yeah. It takes me ten seconds to open up Snapchat now. I'm like, oh come on, I need to snap now. Yeah, handmade. Show Minji what I'm seeing. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, the snaps with your grandpa that was really dope. Your yeah, food ones. Mm. Snaps <laughs> is hard though because it's like I'm a voyeur of what? Really? Oh, I missed out on your studio photo shoot. Dude, give shit. I missed out on seeing what hair and makeup looks like. What the fuck do I... How the fuck is this helping me in my life? I'm not saying... I think Snapchat is a brilliant technology. But like most of the brilliant technologies the last 20 years, we generally don't use it to that level. Yeah. You know? um, but on the, Depends on who you follow too, though. Right. I need to tell me after this who to follow that's going to bring the noise and bring the ruckus on evolving my mindscape True and not that. just dumb me the fuck down. True um, that. On this Christmas shit, though, man, you got cards you got to send out because you guys is professional. Yeah, y'all heads of an organization and all that crap. So y'all have these responsibilities, or you got to send out a holiday list. We're not. We're not uh, on the level of sending out like the Harry and David pairs or whatnot. <laughs> there, there's no budget right. for that. I apologize in advance, world. <laughs> right. We're working on but the fundraising. You got a big card list. <sighs> You must have a big card list. A lot of thank yous. Yeah. But that's Mark. a good... See, then I try to fix it because me being like the eternal, like I'm not going to get overly pessimistic and like uh. negative and cynical about XYZ. Like these are a lot of people to think. And these uh. are a lot of people that I genuinely want to be like, I will work myself into getting yeah. osteoporosis. What's the word? Well, maybe Arthritis. you don't... Arthritis. Have, yeah, maybe don't do to that to yourself. But, but at the same time, and that's a great way to look at it because they... Uh, they want to help build what you guys are building. Yeah. So that's a great way to, to consider it, too. Here's my take on the entirety of, like, everything we've kind of been touching upon is that in light of us recognizing all of this madness that yeah. we're in, yeah. it, it, it uh, evokes a response. So that's what I'm going to focus on is right. what is the response to the, all the stuff that stresses me out, makes me cringe, like... Right. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm sure that every generation before, and this actually comes into play when I talk to some older people, when they say, when they kind of don't get the nuanced things that we are privileged to get now because we don't have to deal with what they dealt with in the immediate, you know, physical present. Right. We're getting trained in a way to just like read people better in a way that I don't think my grandma could, right? right? When I talk with her. I get layers and she, like not saying she doesn't get layers, but she doesn't think that far. But I'm yeah. like, I, I think the social context of what we live in kind of makes us more aware of that. Anyway, that's a totally no, random tangent, but that's like what I realized we're, 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 we're benefiting from that. 
Oh, completely. Technology's benefit is the volume of data that we experience and the rate. So, for instance, in our childhood, yeah, we could never talk shit about Thanksgiving when we were kids. We could never. Well, in my experience, I'm actually probably 10 or 15 years older than you. So I couldn't actually talk shit about Thanksgiving as a child. So I couldn't be like, you know, it was the genocide of this and that. But because so many people have posted their alternative uh, ways of expressing Thanksgiving in the Internet the last 10, 15 years, you really get this sense that people on their own are taking ownership and evolving these traditions. Like we live in this time in the world where we are evolving traditions. So even now, right, we're, t- we're like talking shit about capitalism. Black being, Friday's we're like its own an- holiday. We're being like anti-consumery. But it doesn't say that I'm anti-family and Christmas because all I'm going to be thinking about is how do I make – not like how can I buy my mom the perfect thing that the people at her coworkers will be like, you got the dope shit. Rather, how can I try to make an experience for my mom at the holiday that is super memorable? Right. Like that's kind of how I'm trying to – I love that. Re- change the energy up you know what i mean wasn't there some uh, like sorry to bring this back to like the internet what up but there was some video i think that was uh, kind of touching upon that like Maybe. in light of all of this black friday cyber right, monday right, right. madness don't forget what this is really about right. this is about being present with people that you care about i mean yeah. hey that's something i love about the internet yeah that we can just say it now yeah. So more and more people, so then you don't feel like I'm alone, I'm a crazy person for thinking that this is valuable. Then you just pop on your feed and it's like, oh, wait, this dude just shared a post about how this is a dope idea. Thanks, dude. Affirmation received. Share, you know? like. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah. But what, about, what about Christmas, man? You going to wear Santa hat since you a tall-ass Asian dude? You going to walk around, tower over other Asians? <laughs> Well, this was this is this is Minji's topic. Yeah. So, oh, mine was about New Year's resolutions. Well, like it's always just that marker. Like, okay, you didn't see the email, dog. Your thing's about ugly sweater. That was my sweaters. question. It, there was a question mark. What's the question? No, it was a question should mark. Like, I should one? I talk about this? No, because I just, I okay. Well, first of all, I just noticed that there's so many. It's become like a tradition thing, right? Like you're exactly what yes. you're saying. Evolving tradition. In the last ten years, the ugly I've sweater. St- stopped wearing ugly sweaters because other people now wear them at parties. Right, but now they're becoming like fashion lines where people make hilarious, random ass like ugly sweaters Dude, that have become like. It's own it's hipster. It's like a hipster. I just saw an NFL. I went to the ESPN.com and checked on the NFL side of things. They got to add for NFL team themed ugly holiday sweaters. See? See? The NFL, (laughs) y'all. Nine billion a year. Let's make ugly sweaters because these hipsters got to get into our concussion sport or we can't make money off these slaves. But see, now the hipster thing has become the mainstream. If the NFL's doing it now, it's like. Please don't kill me. <laughs> Please, I didn't mean it. I'm, what I meant to say was I love fantasy football. Yay. <laughs> what I meant to say. Please don't kill me. I was trying to help you. I'm you just so totally brought it I back to that. life. You don't have to bring it back to life. <laughs> now everyone's going to rewind. They're like, what did he say? Yeah. Um, no. But now the NFL's. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like, it Everyone is a mainstream thing. loves holiday sweaters. Yeah. I mean, we're having a holiday. S- Sweater contest tonight. tonight. I gotta, I gotta get a holiday. That's sweater what I'm saying. I gotta go today. buy one. Like, or I'm like left just out. to like dig into like your pile of old sweaters and pick one. Like, okay, my thing is, I really the- wanted to do a DIY. I wanted to like get ugly, right. yeah. like uh, what's it called? Like uh, 
pipe cleaners and like random cotton balls and crap and just decorate one you. with a yeah, hot glue like, gun. The, the, the origins of the ugly sweater is like that. Like, to make it really ugly. Ratty thing that your grandma made you. Yeah. That you have to wear, even though it's like uncomfortable and tacky. Right? I would never blaspheme my grandmother. If she ever made me a sweater, I would not mess that up. That thing is an artifact of love. <laughs> I would never do that. All but right. I'm saying, like, go to Goodwill, <laughs> get yourself yeah. someone else. I don't know. <laughs> well, we're right. But now it feels like too much of a to do to get the, like, the ugliest. Now, you but know, now it's like, not ugly though. Now it's, they're trying to do a spin on the, the the sweater concept and make them clever and funny and like have, you know, Santa Claus making out with a reindeer sweater. You know what I mean? Like they have that now, and it costs seventy dollars. There is that sweater, right? And it costs you seventy dollars to buy it. That sounds boring. <laughs> that so unoriginal. I want to get a two dollar sweater and decorate the hell out of it by myself. I want. You know what you need? You need to come to Taiwan and pick up on these English sweaters and that would be the most ironic thing ever oh by the way bring it, me one. Oh, that's a good point if you're out there and you see bootleg things on the street that's like nike spelled wrong or the swoosh <laughs> is super off it's backwards like i love fake things that are obviously fake marvin <laughs> like, if you love us fake. gifts <laughs> you know gucci g double o c h i yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, I did What is the ugly sweater phenomenon, though? It's because, just a trend. because, but it's no, but trend. it's deeper than that because it's been going on for over ten years now. Because I remember, I, look, the reason why I'm so fixated on this because I remember that there was a time when I was like, "What can I get away with <laughs> wearing?" And then once people started having ugly sweater parties, I, I was like, "I'm never going to wear the most obnoxiously ugly things again ever." Though, what, because people, everyone else though, is doing people it? would argue with me. But yeah, and, and it's been going on for a long time. So now I'm wondering what it is about us because we're so obsessed with fashion, so obsessed with staying on top of trends, so obsessed with being cool. Maybe this is our outlet to say it's okay to not be a perfect presentation once in a while. And maybe that's the fascination with why it's maintained for so long because we're so highly – on each other about our fucking makeup, our fucking hair, how shit looks for each event that we show up for. Maybe yeah. this is our one night where it's like, hey, guys, it's cool to be who gives a fuck. Yeah. Kooky, right. ugly, weird. Right. Bring, or, bring it. Bring the weirdness. And right. that actually is your cool factor. Right, like right, How right. much or, you don't care. Right. Maybe Bo is just such a trendsetter that he set a trend that lasted forever. <laughs> well, here's the thing about that. Um, a, you're right. <laughs> And B, I would never say that myself. But you did. So thank you, Marvin, for pointing <laughs> that fact out. Anyone who's anyone who knows me from the late 90s know that I was the jump off for unicorns. Were you? Period. I did not know that. I thought it was Lisa Frank, but it was actually Bosia. When was Lisa and Frank? Dudes, that was and, 90s. And dudes, and dudes oh. oh, Lisa Frank dropped unicorns in the 90s? Yeah. Oh, my bad. No, but I don't know. Like, Oh, I don't know either. All I know is I started oh, making no. unicorn shirts. Yeah, I she didn't put on a shirt. It was like folders and pencils and stuff. Oh, wow. No, it was, it was Bo. It was Bo. No, really, it was yeah. Bo. It's all good. Because here's the, the thing. Um, I will credit you. Book of World Records yeah. stating that Bo started that trend. But the thing is, I don't... It doesn't matter because that doesn't give you shit, right? To have done that. What really matters is when you're super passionate about some shit, you want the world to embrace it because the reason why you're impassionate about it, you think that the world could get value from 
Right. So this, and I'm not saying this like as me in my 20s. Like me in my 20s was like, well, why didn't I make fucking millions of dollars off a of unicorn merchandise? What's wrong with me? Why didn't I fucking do that? Right. But me in my 30s is like, it's kind of dope. That people have this animal, and though mostly on the corny side, their usage of it, but for them it's been a symbol of unique for magic. That means people want more unique, more magic in their lives. Though they misinterpret it at times, they're seeking the unicorn in their lives. That embrace is the thing I want in the world, so I could never even hate the credit or what I got. What I love is that more people want the unique and magic in their lives now. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So. Which is why, on the ugly sweater thing, I'm not, like, as much as I'm, like, kind of watching this phenomenon, this trend become the mainstream thing, and it's, like, super trendy, do whatever, I think it's fun. So, at the end of the day, right, I'm not right. essentially hating on it. I'm like, that's cool that everyone's, right. like, into being weird, because that's, that's awesome. It's a nice, refreshing, yeah. it's a breath of fresh air to say, like, all right, I don't care about looking all perfect and showing off my abs and, like, right. how, whatever. It's just, like, yeah, yeah, be warm and comfortable, be crazy, and have fun with right, your right, friends. Right. That's what it represents yeah. to me. So then I'm down to buy a sweater, except I'm not balling yet. So I'm going to have to go, you know, to Target, maybe. And I bet it's even at Target, I bet you it's like $50. You got to go Goodwill, yo. Go to Goodwill and get creative. And we should have a make-your-own-ugly-sweater party at my house. I mean, I'm definitely got to buy one to, today. But I, I had I, a hot I, glue gun. <laughs> and, I sh- and I share with you that whole... I mean, the thing is, it's important to be critical and to analyze. Yeah. But... To judge and to and condemn to is and, yeah. stupid as fuck because there's so many things I do. And what and I share your same thing. I'm like, oh, shit. That's you out of the box. Get out of the box. See what that feels like a little. Allow yourself more Fly. out of the box. You Fly. Know? So, yeah. You are Pegasus. Word. Christmas. All right. Well. What am I going to get my mom? <laughs> I run kind of. <laughs> Got me thinking, Good luck. dude. Good luck. Yeah. Uh, um, so yeah, that kind of ran a little long. Sorry, we didn't couldn't get to your topic, but we'll, we'll talk oh, more about. I after felt like we no, nah, we've been talking about everything. I mean, this yeah. is this is the thing is, I'm a talky person in this sort of context, and as you can tell, we talk about Christmas, but in effect, we're also talking about insecurity, culture, Family, history, consumerism. fucking consumer capital, like. Every topic's a topic, man. It's all good. But I want to do on the collab updates now. That's what I want to hear. I want to hear what's up with collaboration because I'm excited for where they're evolving to. And I want to hear from those who are best to share that with me, Minji and Marvin, if you could inform us, please. Thank you. All right. So we'll be back with Bo after this break. Collaboration is a nonprofit organization and grassroots movement to discover, connect, and elevate Asian American artists. And you are now part of the movement because you're listening to our podcast. Thank you for joining us. We're at the end of the year, so not much going on globally. We do have a couple events coming up um, in our local cities. So if you're in a local collaboration city, check out your city's Facebook page and you can see what's going on. There's um, holiday showcases, caroling, a bunch of stuff. So. I know Boston. I gotta give a shout out to Boston real quick because they have a Krispy Kreme donut fundraiser delivery service going on that I am really upset I'm not in the uh, Boston area to get my box of Krispy Kreme donuts delivered, which is actually probably a good thing. But uh, if you'd like to support, they check out Collaboration Boston's Facebook page and see if you can get your hands on a box delivered right to you. 
You might have heard from our last segment that we were talking about ugly sweatshirts. If you'd like a good-looking sweatshirt, you can check out our merch. Beautiful sweatshirt. You can check out our collaboration merchandise at gummymall.com slash collaboration. We got t-shirts, tanks, and sweatshirts on sale. Um, they're really cool. Minji designed really them warm. herself. A couple of them. If you're looking for the perfect gift for your loved one. Go get yourself one. Or get five. Some blood. <laughs> <laughs> I hear it's good. If you want to support the collaboration movement, but don't have a local city or don't really want the merch, you can donate to us. Uh, we are a 501c3 organization, which means your donations are tax deductible. For more information, check out collaboration.org slash donate. For more information, um, donations can be are accepted via PayPal. And finally, we're staffing up. Um, our cities all across the nation are... Um, recruiting for people to help with production, programming, creative, making videos. So if you want to help out with collaboration, uh, check out collaboration.org. More information will be going up soon. Just keep your eye on that on the website and you'll be able to see. Please, Mindy, what are some benefits to joining collaboration? I think it sounds so formal. Um, I must be real with you guys. It's an awesome experience. You get to hang out with people like Bosia. That's what collaboration is about. Um, Benefits of collaboration, uh, building relationships with like-minded people, uh, discovering and kind of actualizing your passion for entertainment, for the arts, or discovering a new world of arts that you did not know, uh, project management skills, leadership skill development, because you get to run real events and work with people in the community and you know work with people who are really passionate about their careers, and you have to kind of work together and overcome obstacles of of different personalities and conflicting time schedules and budgeting and all that fun stuff. It's, I don't know. It's, it's been, I've gotten feedback from so many different people, about the different things that they've gotten out of collaboration, but, um, it's a fun experience and it's different for everybody and you never know what you will get out of it until you try. So come, come out. I also would have accepted fun and awesome. Fun and awesome. Yes. But it's okay. But I am me. So I could not just do that. <laughs> Um, but actually, just to add to what Marvin was saying, uh, is this going to be an unofficial announcement? Just our 2016 year is is ramping up already. We're planning out a lot of really exciting things, a lot of different uh, events and activities and campaigns that we want to work on because next year is going to be a really incredible year. So uh, come find out about that. Uh, inquire within email info at collaboration.org if you want to find out more. Um, and get ready because next year, you know, already gearing up for media for empower conference 2016 and uh collaboration star so it's gonna yeah and if you're checking out collaboration.org um we do have the blog posts go up every once in a while and we did recently launch our green rooms showcase series presenting uh, up-and-coming asian american artists in a more intimate setting playing songs just for you um so if you want to check out um last week we debuted our series with Perry and danielle for uh, club la alum um, keep your eyes on our YouTube channel or on collaboration.org for all the content that we're putting out. And finally, if you have any questions for the podcast, please send it to us at podcast at collaboration.org. Uh, we will always look forward to reading your questions and hopefully answering them. And for those of you who subscribe to us on iTunes, um, do us a quick favor and give us a quick rating and review on iTunes. Every little bit, uh, every review that we receive helps us boost our numbers um, or boost our visibility and it helps Apple collect data so that they can serve um, our podcast to people who might be interested so um, give us a give us a 
quick review. Um, we look for five stars. Give us five stars. Give us four. Give us five stars. I understand. Please. It's the holidays. Be generous. And yeah, that's it. Thanks for listening. And now we're back to the show. Back to the show. And we're back. Welcome back to Collabcast. I'm Arvin Yue. Joining me is my co-host, Christina G. Chang. What? And our guest, Osea. Hey, y'all. Those was amazing collab stuffs. And I just want to add, y'all, this is a great way to support the organization. Whatever city you're in where they got a chapter, you need to like learn how to just join up with them and hang out and all those things. And also, if you go to their merch store, look to supporting them that way as well because it's not just you buying clothing or getting collaboration on your chest. It's you supporting the opportunity and ability for Asian Americans to help uplift each other. So allow that to happen, y'all. It's going to be exciting and i heard that they do this amazing green room thing for emerging artists yeah we do but do they do this amazing green room thing for collaborations between established artists that's the question that is because i would love to do one of those with like me and like (laughs) i don't know like me and aquafina just get on some freestyle nora are you listening because i want to make this happen so it could be me aqua dumb and who else is on the west coast Actually, I don't even know where Aquafina lives. Aquafina's in D- New York. Oh, I know Dumb's out here. Yeah. But, you know, we could have a West Coast Green Room rap battle. We could. I'm I mean, there's down a G, for that. There's a million things we could do. Oh, yeah, G lives here. I think here, uh, yeah. George already wants to join in on Did he night. just? Yeah, he wants to, but yeah. he, did, he just, he's been touring, so. Yeah, no. He just That's the back. challenge. No, it's open invitation. He'll be, He'll be there tonight. We'll talk to him. Okay. What I'm saying is I'm well, excited if that. you guys do that. No, we want to. <laughs> yeah, well. It's funny because we're going to have our first, because the Green Room project actually going behind the scenes here, production talk, um, originated as a collaboration was. Like, combining program. It's just no one could get their schedules together. So we, <laughs> we to start trust off me, this was stuff. months of like, let's do this. And everyone's like, yeah. And yeah. then we're like, okay. And they're like, oh, damn, my schedule. Like, yeah. I can't make it out. Th- yeah. So, it, no, we're still going to do it. It's going to be amazing. It's just, yeah, yeah. we're, we're we like, our, we're not going to let that. Batch. Yeah, we got a first batch of actual collapse um, when I get back. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you, you, I mean, that's the thing with the green room. It's such an open title. You can have three to five different versions of green room, yep. right? You can have showcase new artists, new work. You can have collaboration between two established. You can have freestyle jam and then you have freestyle jam music. Yep. Right. Like that's what inspired the name yeah. is because like our green room session, like literally when we have our live shows. Some gold, it's like pure gold happens in those green rooms. People are just waiting to go on stage. Right, right, right. People just start jamming. I love, we have so many fun little Instagram videos. And I was like, we just need to record all this. Yeah. yeah. With right better on. sound. It's true. Because it's true. fun. We also need people to help edit. Cause, yes. Uh, it's just me right now. Yeah. So if you have editing skills, please do a collaboration so I can. Man, can yeah. And if you have editing skills and double the time, just come to my house. <laughs> <laughs> Open invites for all these different things. I mean, editors is like finding leprechauns. <laughs> it you know what is. I mean? Like editors that I want to help you, but you can't pay their insane day rate. Like, that's a leprechaun, really. Build your... Sc- okay, Everyone knows pitching. to catch a leprechaun. You just set out a bowl of Lucky Charms. And they uh, <sighs> I hate thinking about Lucky Charms. It's like the disappointment. One of the most They're disappointing things of my childhood. I remember I'm, just the commercials, man. They just... They fed you this idea that these marshmallows are amazing, and then you—they're like awful. They're like I foam. Never liked it was like styrofoam. I was like, "What is this, huh?" 
Yeah, because they're gross. That's what I'm saying. It was what false was advertising. Favorite, what was your? I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump off this tangent and yeah, yeah. ask you, what was your favorite cereal, breakfast cereal, growing up? Because mine was definitely cinnamon toast crunch. Oh, that's Ooh, a good, that's a good one. I can't choose. That's like choosing and your favorite sugar puppy. For the day. <laughs> for the day yeah for a week i mean my whole thing is i mean definitely my whole thing is sugar <laughs> I'm from that age where all cereals had to have a lot of it which they did so i would say that unless you got cheerios that were just like plain cheerios that but was i didn't think that was cereal man oh <laughs> cheerios <laughs> how do you know cheerios yeah it's not cheerios. sweet enough for me i was the kid that was like sugar on sugar like i put sugar in frosted flakes so, but I really liked Cocoa Pebbles because I liked nice. the chocolate milk after. Uh, nice. I like chocolate milk. You know, I was a big chocolate But the Cocoa milk Pebbles guy. got soggy quick. That was the issue. I love the... That's why thing. you scarf it down. I know. I eat fast. I like an anime character. Yeah. I liked uh, Pops. Ah. I loved Pops. pops. That's been a while I since like I heard pops. that. Apple Jacks. Apple Jacks Cinnamon Toast Crunch was a bomb. But it apple. didn't taste like apple. I know that, but it was still delicious and sugary, <laughs> and it turned your milk pink. It was good. Or like salmon. What if you took <laughs> Apple Jacks and mixed them with Cinnamon Toast Crunch? That would be tasty. I think we should have a cereal day. Cinnamon. So I have, a, I have a Lucky Charm story from college. So um, we mentioned, I think it was last week or two weeks ago, that I used to work at my college's cafeteria. Mm-hmm. So... Um, one of the stations that I worked on was the pizza station, where we used to make just normal pizzas, no pepperoni, sausage, mm-hmm. supreme. But once in a while, when the manager wasn't looking, we would make our specialty that only we were known for during our shift, which is our Lucky Charms pizza. And so, you know how Lucky Charms marshmallows are usually pretty gross? Yeah, yeah. But when you toast it in a pizza oven... They become delicious. <laughs> okay, wait a so second. That was a secret. <laughs> What's on the Lucky Charms pizza besides the With, Lucky like, Charm marshmallows? Besides the Lucky Charm marshmallows, no, 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 it's just cheese and Lucky Charms. No tomato <laughs> so sauce. Cereal. So it's bread, cheese, marshmallows, and like whatever that cereal is. Got you. Interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. It was actually. People came back for that shit. We got in a lot of trouble for making it. Yeah, yeah. People loved it. No, no. You know what? You got me thinking, right? The sweet and the salty and the savory, how they be combined. And this is what you got to do. Okay, you have – imagine it, right? You have bread. Then you have a layer of frosted flakes. Then you got the marinara sauce. Then you got the cheese. Then you got the marshmallows and pepperoni. The salty from the pepperoni – is, and anyway, they're, you know what I'm saying. They're all going to harmoniously make each other pop. I get it. That's I a college no, meal. No. I would try that. <laughs> that's, that's, I'm not sure if it would actually taste good, but I would try it. It's the frosted flakes, the texture. Yeah. 3 well, a.m., that's, that's the college life right there. We got to have the crunch. That's right. like um, right. like college cooking is like adding hot dogs to your mac and cheese because you, know, you want some, some protein in there. Yes. So like, yes. You know, you know, just, just mac and cheese by itself is delicious. But sometimes you you know you need something in there like or like crumble in like the the top ramen to give yes, it a little crunch. Exactly, yeah. that's exactly yeah. the thing. But then what if you put Lucky Charms in lasagna? Oh. <laughs> think about this that. going off the deep end. It's I can't. Same, I can't it's even. Same. It's styrofoam. It I feel like all you're all y'all are saying you're saying like put styrofoam in your food. But it's a it's a mind state you have to be in to really understand why this would be a delicious meal. <laughs> yeah. 
I think I'm, the, I'm the, mildly the, intrigued, mostly the just moment like sweet and savory, <laughs> the moment sweet and savory clicked for me, that was like a game changer. That like I, opened up so many like flavor combinations. Right, right, right. I um, mean, yeah, the sea salt dark chocolate thing blew that my mind when that, my mind. when that started dropping in stores. Yeah. So I was like, what the sea fuck? Sea salt, dark chocolate, and caramel. I was like, excuse me? Yeah, that, that got me. <laughs> it was a revelation. You know this pizza idea is going to be a place in Portland in a year. <laughs> or less. <laughs> you know that. It's gonna or be, less. It's going to be pizza cereal or whatever, you know. And they've already started making it. I mean, they have, like, what was it? Coffee Dose has, like, the Fruity Pebble Donuts there. Pretty yes. Long. Those are pretty all right. I like that green tea joint, though. That green tea <laughs> jelly one or green yeah. tea f- cream-filled donut they have it at. What? Yeah. Speaking of Cafe Dose, we, uh, we have a really cool profile on James coming up next week on the blog, so people should watch out for that. No, just, I just shout Cafe Dose in general because James and his team are amazing. They're creative with their foods, apparently, because I've, I've just oh, been... Oh, their sandwiches is dope. Their sandwiches are Presentations so good. Of, oh, yeah. So, guys... I don't know if y'all know this because, you know, you're tuning in from around the world. But basically, when you go into Little Tokyo in in downtown Los Angeles, there's a place called Cafe Dulce, D-U-L-C-E, right? They have delicious baguette sandwiches. Presentation is dope. If you like your sandwiches from France, they got that French style done the way you're supposed to do it. Coffee's great. They got that. Their almond milk's pretty unique, so I love my almond milk latte from there. They got a lot of dope shit there, but my favorite thing is that green tea roti or that green tea cream-filled donut is so decadent. Get out and get some, y'all. I love your descriptors. James, I'm sorry, James I want $200 for that. Thanks. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you, James. No. James is so dope. Yeah. He, he always James, donates to our events. I, yeah, I only said that because he's dope. Yeah, actually, because like not just like I know that he uh, like gives to the community, like I know different organizers he's given to like where it didn't really benefit him directly financially, which is amazing. But also every time I go in there and he's there, he's super nice to everyone. Super cool to everybody. People never like never underestimate the the power of just being kind. It resonates forever. Well, that's the thing, like. A lot of so, especially the way that LA is built, right? Because um, um, so I was an urban planning minor and a kind of a like an urban planning geek. So I, I think about this kind of stuff a lot. But like the way LA was built, it's it's a sprawl, right? People just like I'm gonna build a thing there, and they built it. And so neighborhoods kind of didn't really grow like they did maybe in the East Coast or in the Midwest, where like it's like a hub. So like having a place like Happy Dose being like a community focused hub is something that like at least for me growing up in the suburbs of LA like, we didn't really have as much mm-hmm. you know and it's, it's, it's kind of no it's, it's really just cool how like a place like that just by existing having that kind of that mission um, can really benefit like you can see the benefits of the community around you around it and that's unique well no I, I actually don't know as much because traveling to a lot of different cities and you probably know that too like going all over the united states every every city has its own dynamic of like where do you go to like chill and see people mm-hmm. intersect mm-hmm. because if you don't have that y'all just wandering around the city yeah I and mean, never really cross paths it's it's very difficult to build community when you don't have a place that's willing to 
through whatever it does, find a way to kind of bring people together in some fashion. Like for like we were talking about this donating or just giving stuff, by virtue of doing that, it makes me aware of all the orgs. The orgs are aware of each other more. They're all aware about Dolce. I mean, everything. Then geography becomes more built up, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you need that to make community. You need spaces like that. You need people like that. Community is not just, we got a dope show or yeah. we yeah. got a great cause. Yeah. You need everything to make community. Yeah. And that piece is quite integral. I completely know. agree. Yeah. Because we, we couldn't have run our shows without it, honestly. My big, and Marvin knows this, and you probably know this from like all my prep for Collapse Star, is that one of my m- biggest priorities is feeding people. Right. I'm like, I'm not going to ask people to come out, spend their day with us, and then not give you something to eat. Because for me, like my whole life revolves around what am I going to eat next and drink? And I think that's most people. Yeah. And I don't want, and I think a simple way to appreciate people is to give them some, some, something yummy, ideally. To snack on. And that's why I'm like, James, you're so amazing. You're always so generous right, right, with that. Right. And like soul sausage and like different different people who don't have to. They really make a point like, how can I contribute? Well, my way is food. And for me, I'm like, yes, because yeah, it's yeah. everything. It's, yeah, it's yeah. the best gift. It even allows us to do leaves. everything we need to do. Yes. <laughs> I'm like reliving Star now and getting like weepy. <laughs> uh, <yeah>. Word. <laughs> Especially because you were here and it was a great day. <laughs> what? Yeah, but enough about us. Let's talk about Bo. Yeah. He just opened a show this week. Yeah. Tell us all our... the things you've been doing since I last had to sit down and tell you about our script. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've, I've been doing a bunch of stuff. I mean, you know, I mean, I don't even know what I communicate publicly to the world, but uh, yeah, I just closed out a Kickstarter that didn't get funded, which was like mind blowing that my level of disappointment didn't crush me because it was really amazing that the Kickstarter not happening was actually really in a different way, super positive. Like for me, it was amazing to get a glimpse into people's excitement and passion for the game once they were exposed people's commitment and willingness to participate once they knew about it but then also for me to learn about my ego my insecurities my expectations where my relationships are at what i can do to further develop my relationships how to better understand the game living in the moment of the 2015 not the 2013 or 2014 which some people think is just the same is totally different y'all 2015 is a whole new ball game even though it's about to close so that was super dope. And the best part is we're still making the game because we cannot be stopped. That's just mm-hmm. how we are. Game over is a mental philosophy. It is a spiritual way of being. It's not about ending a thing. It's about discontinuing an ineffective way and continuing on to success, right? So we're just going to make that game. And then... I'm directing Dante Bosco's new play, Midnight Makeout Session. We just had our first shows on Thursday. Our last shows for this mini run before we go into a workshop to develop a longer run are this Thursday, December 10th at 8 o'clock and 10 o'clock. Super dope. You can show up for the 10 o'clock or the 8 o'clock. Either way, come back by the bar at 11.30 after the 10 o'clock show for the 90s dance party, y'all. That's what's up, right? And then um, besides that, I generally do my three main things right understanding 
my entire relationship with my body through massage, stretch, and knives. Then secondly, trying to figure out um, how to make the development of my creative expression not money-based, but money-earning, right? It's a very different way for me to think about myself, not to think about myself as status, but as influence, not as recognition, but as reach, and not to consider reach as touching someone, but as impacting someone's life. Mm. And then the third thing, just on some real technical shit to help me achieve those first two, I really want everyone's help out there in the next month to make my Patreon page pop. I don't want all y'all out there to give me a ton of money. I want y'all to tell all your friends that I'm worth what I give, what I share, what I create is worth a dollar a month to you and your friends. And I'm going to prove that, but I'm going to need your help to encourage and convince others that what I have to contribute to the world creatively is worth that value. Yeah? Patreon, y'all. Look for it. Patreon. We love Patreon. I'm a big fan of Patreon, and thank you for sharing that. I don't know. I have many thoughts right now. Yeah, you think it up. That's what thoughts is for. <laughs> for us it's to just think like, them. Yeah, but the, it's... The way you can articulate all of that in, in, in three concise and eloquently put points. Exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't do that. And, 90, and 90s hip hop party. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> what? You got Language refinement is a process. Yeah. And just sure. like anything, once you understand the conceptual rules of a system, your ability to recall, readdress, reframe, and shape things becomes cleaner faster you know, smarter you know like like i'll just like for y'all who want to like consider should i really give this dude a dollar a month i'll be doing workshops every week talking about some of the things i understand so let me just break down one for you right now the reality is that every conversation that we have has certain conceptual elements right there's the thing that i am want you to see about me there's a thing i'm super afraid of you seeing about me and there's where you're coming from right the place that you're coming from the context you're coming from and the context i'm coming from if you understand most of those things in a conversation your ability to navigate it will be super cool now when it comes to me saying and i know that's vague because you can only expound on that in an hour unfortunately Some of the things that we want to educate ourselves about, we think require a statement or a 20-minute TED Talk to learn. That is not the case. Most of the truly dynamic, organic, growing things that we develop require a process of investment. Yeah? So then the second thing is when you're trying to say speeches to people, I'm trying to say to you like, 30 seconds about how dope collaboration is. Yeah. I don't really think about what those words are going to be before I speak to you. Mm-hmm. What I know better is, based on my experience with you and the organization, what the organization is trying to accomplish, I know that it's important to say in a certain order those things. So I filter all those things we've had together into three to five lines because I know odd numbers work. Hey, everybody, you hearing that? Odd numbers work. You even number your statement list. It doesn't have the same uh, impact as an odd number statement list. Yeah? You want to go in threes and fives. Okay, guys? Every time, twos suck. Uh, And so I take all those things, 
and I order them based on what people want, right? So it's your id. So I figure out beforehand, is Minji someone that wants to hear something step by step? Is Minji someone who wants to hear something at the end goal? Is Minji someone that wants to hear the scope of the entire thing? And I reframe the entire sequence of sentences based on that knowledge. Mm. Does any of this make sense that to you? That makes so much sense. Right? It's so much sense. Here's a great example. If you told me, hey, Bo, you want to make a million dollars? I'm immediately turned off. Mm-hmm. But if you said, hey, Bo, you want to understand time travel? I'd be dope. And then you would say right after that, because it's a cool way to make a million dollars. That's how you get me to believe in the making the million dollars part because you gave me a scope question. Mm-hmm. The scope question is understand something, understand blank. Mm-hmm. The id question is make something, get something, right? Damn. So yeah. you know that I'm not driven like that. Yeah. You never get me with no id question. Well, that's, I mean, there, there's so many different things when they talk about pitching or talking about, yeah. uh, and this is such a like basic skill, not a basic, but like it's a very fundamental skill. Yeah. Body uh, language th- when you walk in the room. That everybody uses. That's why I've been always so preachy about Toastmasters, not preachy, but you know, I, I speak about it a lot because I see the power of speech, the power yeah. of the connection about how do you frame something and how you're going to have it go from you to that person, how they're going to receive it, how they're going to interpret it and what action is going to result out of that, right? Completely. And I'm like, that's everybody. That's something I keep telling uh, and trying to show collaboration staff at the very least, like, don't ever underestimate the power of you, first of all, and second of all, the power yeah. of the usefulness of this skill. Yeah. Because no matter what you do, whether you're in entertainment or what have you, guess what, y'all? Communication. Yeah. Communication. Guess what, y'all? It ain't a series of blinks. Generally, you want to get shit done, you're going to have to talk to somebody or write to somebody. Yeah. Right? And, uh, you know, Minji's completely right. Like, if y'all are actors, y'all are the heads of orgs, y'all are this, that, and the other, all of these situations that I mentioned require you walking into a room speaking to others. Guess what? The minute you open that door... Everyone is unconsciously analyzing each other. And how you set your body position, your breath control, your language pace, your tone pace in your language determines how people receive or embrace what you have to convey. And I know everyone has said that before, but I'm going to seek to find a way to teach it so that you can apply it and so that it is no longer mine but eventually becomes yours alone. Word. I want to take a class. <laughs> support my Patreon, motherfucker. I am. You <laughs> I'm, know trying I will. To, I'm trying to get everyone to not give me a lot, but to tell everyone to give me a dollar. I just want a dollar. I don't want more than a dollar from anybody on fucking earth, period. You too, Warren Buffett. Fuck yourself. <laughs> don't have me killed. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so that's like... It's pretty cool. We know a couple people on Patreon to that. Um, some people have found a way to make it work. Some people don't. But the fact that the platform is there to like help you find, give your audience a way to support you because like that's the thing that um, that we run into too in collaboration. There's a lot of people that support us, but they just need to be given a way how. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, of course. And yeah. So yeah. 
yeah, you know, support Bo. Yeah, Patreon a month, y'all. Get everyone, get everyone to give me a dollar a month. And guess, oh, I forgot to tell y'all this other thing. I haven't figured out the figure because my debt load is insane, which I've never been public about. But my debt load is crazy because I'm so bad with money, y'all. But let me tell you this. When I get to a certain figure per month on Patreon, I will do every show for the rest of my life as long as I'm at that figure at cost for free, right? You just have to, your nonprofit just has to bring me to Texas, your fucking organization just has to bring me to wherever the hell in Idaho. I don't care, right? Every show, once I hit this number consistent, is free. Yeah? I don't give a fuck. Secondly, if I hit my second number, y'all about to have your minds... Mo- I don't even can't believe I'm dropping this first on this goddamn podcast. I didn't even intend this. I gotta, write, I gotta make a YouTube video to make this announcement, right? Isn't that how it goes nowadays? <laughs> so anyway, if I hit the second number... And I don't even know how I'm going to do this. I'm going to have to talk to some math people. I'm going to try to figure out a way, as long as you don't use the profits for Nazi shit, etc., to license all of my work that I create past that second number for free to anyone for any use. I have no idea how I'm going to do this. But I just don't care anymore. I don't (laughs) want that house i don't want that yacht i don't want the villa in fucking italy i don't want the model girlfriend that only digs me from my fucking bentley i don't want the fucking friends that just want to make 10 percent off of me fuck that shit we are about on this cusp verge shit what can i do and i believe that my work has value to help people own themselves so they're no longer owned by others so i'm gonna offer it up for free once i take care of my debts gotta look out for yourself it's important i mean i can't die in the process y'all can't die in the process you must eat and sleep yeah and rest so that's me that's my spiel can't wait to create my um bosia soundboard for this podcast he drops bosia sound bites i don't even know every 10 seconds i don't even know dude you know, this is all improvisaz. <laughs> it all comes from the soul. I'm like sitting there just watching like, what? Yeah. No, but that was like how, uh, if, if you can actually, because you brought it up earlier, like if you want to shed a little light on how it was for you to be part of Star, because that was. Oh, dope. You know, I don't know. I, I just was had inspired. To, I just had to, we were all inspired. I was really inspired. I was sitting there on the speaker, like across from you watching and just feeling like that's the best part for me about collaboration. I feel the a lot of stress, but outside the stress, I feel a really wonderful sense of being part of something amazing. Like you're kind of watching something amazing unfold and be created right in front of you mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you give because mm-hmm. I you just give the stage to these people and you're like, go mm. do your thing, go mm-hmm. be amazing, mm-hmm. and then they do, and it exceeds all expectations. It's freaking amazing. That's how I felt that night personally. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that I'm not thinking too much on the night because of my role as the host of that evening. I'm more considering what is uh, – personally, I'm just in that responsibility mode and then trying to stay really in the moment on stage because I know I'm, I'm much stronger that way. 
but I would say that for myself, my experience is connected to every experience, which is like I told you privately is like, you know, there was a reason why, you know, I was kind of stand, you know, I was kind of keeping myself away from collaboration. And then at some point, my friend Jenny, what up, Jenny, was like, yo, this girl who run collaboration is super dope. She's a dope friend of mine, blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay, whatever, but it's collaboration, so whatever. <laughs> and then, but still, over months, you know, without judgment, without, like, noticing my facial, you know, my clicking teeth in my mind and shit, Jenny would keep telling me about you. And because of that, I was like, okay, let me just give this person a moment, think about it. And then I started interacting with you five seconds here, ten seconds there, another year or two pass. So three years later, four years later, where the fuck it is, this, we come to this point. And you don't understand that I've been listening and considering what y'all really been doing this whole time. Do I think things could evolve? Yeah, just like everything on planet Earth, period. But what y'all doing is such amazing work. So when I jumped in Collapse Star, I already knew the dealio. Y'all were trying to evolve out of all the things you had built in the previous 16 years of collaboration so that you could have 16 more years of collaboration. Base simple. And you're trying to be in this moment listening to what your membership traveling around this year has shown you, right? So all I wanted to do was execute that shit in language when I was a host. As far as my experience, super inspired by the work that you've done leading this, super inspired by your staff's willingness to just go after it, even though there's no direct carrot for them at the end of the night, right? I super love how all your folks showed up from around the country to support. I mean, that's real love. I mean, as people become adults, leaving for anything less than a wedding is crazy, right? <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Like, that's real love, right? Yes. Then I was amazed by the, the diversity of young performers because I come from an era when because people my age at the time when we were in college had no permission to be like that, had such discomfort, uh, awkwardness on stage. Most of the people from my era couldn't perform the way we saw those folks last night. You know what I mean? Because they have exposure, experience, and permission now. Mm -hmm. That blew my mind mm -hmm. to see how we'd evolve. To see how sponsors gave a shit about y'all in a way that 10 years ago, sponsors never gave a shit about us. Like, ever. See <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, then uh, also, obviously, love dancing with whoever I danced with that night <laughs> when I was a little bit stony after the show. <laughs> And uh, also had a fantastic time meeting all the artists. I would like to say to all the young artists at Collaboration Star, because we didn't get to speak beforehand and after it was so chaotic, I just wanted to say that I really appreciated all of your work and your voice. All y'all artists, you better listen to this, y'all motherfuckers, because I've done this for 20 years. I know what I'm saying. So listen. Appreciate your voice. Love it. See what you're attempting to do. Let me just break this down for you real quick one time. Just because you performed in L.A. at a big-ass theater, you ain't even close yet. Mm -hmm. But guess what? That means you have a really high ceiling, and that's super dope. So when someone tells you you ain't there yet, you need to listen to it not like, fuck you, I am there. You need to listen to it like, okay, old man who's done this for 20 years at every level, how do I get there? Well, let me tell y'all. Very simple, based on what I saw that night, this applies to all of y'all, okay? So this is general shit, because I can't get specific in this short amount of time. But for all of y'all that I saw that night, for y'all to get to where you want to go, 
to live the experience of the artist that you want to live. This is what you all got to do more. Number one, perform more in front of those who aren't already trying to love you, aren't already trying to fuck you, aren't already trying to make you a symbol of what they're not brave enough yet to express. Go out into those places where you don't feel particularly welcome. Go out in those places where your work needs to be heard by all because your work does need to be heard by all, but it doesn't happen till you get out there. So do more shows because it's not just about the glory, the attendance, or the money. It's about meeting people. It's about understanding what it feels like to be alive, creating in a room full of people receiving. You have to learn and experience those things. Number two, hella important, y'all. Your rep matters. Your relationship matters. You want to be a lifetime player in this game? You want to be a lifetime artist? You're going to meet the people you shit on later down the road. You're going to meet the people you uplift later down the road. You meet everybody again later on in the road. So conduct yourselves with accordingness, right? You respect others. I don't care aesthetically if they don't jive with you. I don't give a fuck if you don't like what they like, right? You don't have to. But what you do have to do is respect somebody else who puts in the hours, who drives and sacrifice and risks all to be on stage to possibly be judged by others. You got to respect that, okay? You got to treat people with that respect. And everybody you nurture today nurtures you later. Everybody you shit on today closes the door on you later. That's number two. And I learned them the hard way, so believe I know what I'm saying on that one, right? Then the number three thing. Allow yourself to evolve. Don't just chase what you've been celebrated for once you get paid for it. If you make a hit song about being a heartbroken victim, please don't live in the heartbroken victim world for the next 20 years, even at the risk of losing 10,000 fans. What's losing 10,000 people's $10 on a CD to gain your evolution and ownership of yourself and freedom from your fear and insecurity, okay? Allow yourself to evolve. Life's too short to live for a fan's demand for you to only be a limited aspect of who you are. And that's it, young folks. Loved collaboration star. Y'all were dope. You ain't there yet, but work on it. Drop mic. The mic has been dropped. Well, with that, we'll um, move into our email segment. We actually got an email this week from Alvin, our friend from SACE. Did you Uh, say space? SACE. It might be Society for Asian Scientists and Engineers, so they are closely related. Oh, my God. I love science. Oh, what's this email? (laughs) What's this email? Bring the email. Come on. Come on. I want to – yo, this better be about something amazing. I'm still uh, we'll soaking see. in all the things science. you just said, but yeah, let's Please be about science. And, uh, Alvin yeah. says, Alvin writes, happy holidays. Hope you're having fun eating lots of food, Marvin. I'm not eating lots, but I'm eating good. Eating well. I'm eating well. Doing yeah. well. Not, yeah. English is complicated for a reason. Question <laughs> for you, meaning us, 
If you could have any guest podcaster on Collabcast, who would it be and why, and what would be the topic? Oh. That's a good question. Oh, that's good. Anyone ever. Or is this one of those anyone ever, anyone living? I guess anyone living. I'm going to set the parameter for anyone. Let's do living. Let's do living and dead. Yeah, yeah, because let's do living so then that person will hear this or the people will hear this and then do the thing they do on the internet where they say, hey, you got to do this because they mention you because they do that on the internet now, I think. Yeah, I heard celebrities go to prom now and it's not a PR stunt, they said. So that's probably true because they told me that, right? Because the internet says so. Yeah, the internet says all of these people are totally heteronormative. Um, the internet is true. The internet is my friend. PR is great. Internet. Oh yeah. So oh, might get bad. I got off tra- topic. Podcast, <laughs> awesomest guest ever, dream guest, living or dead, or both, one of each. Okay, uh, living. Can I just qualify this real quick, science dude? When you've been around a lot of these well-exposed <laughs> folks and shit, you realize sometimes their work is way more compelling than their company. <laughs> so so all I want to say before I say my answers is, I don't know if these is whack people because I ain't met them. <laughs> but if I ever found out they were whack, mistreated people, were shitty in some way, I probably would totally change my answers. They like, go, fuck that person. I'll just read their book. Or maybe not even that because I don't need the words. You know what I mean? Okay. But I haven't come up with the answer. I just want to preface, you know. What's your answer? Are you I, close? I'm I'm not close. I Are you like, close, Marvin? Did you think about this well, at all? Do you have? Yeah, he's no. Like, I just thought about it now, but um, dead probably Bruce Lee. That's yeah, a good I one. See, that's I a good see. one. Alive. Um, I would say off the top of my head, just because I want to talk to her about the stuff that she says. Constance Wu is definitely on the top of the list. So like, mm-hmm. Cool. Love talk about stuff. Hey, yo, motherfuckers. Yo, Jeff. (laughs) Jeff Yang. Get Constance Wu on this podcast show. I know you show up on set sometimes. Thanks, Jeff. (laughs) Jeff would also be great. I would like to talk to Jeff because I used to read his magazine back in the day. His A-Dot magazine. He's been through the whole course of us. It's amazing. In his lifetime, he was integrally a part of the whole course of us. It's crazy. I mean, he's seen it all. I spent my lunch money to buy a subscription. (laughs) Jeff Yang would be dope on this show for Um, sure. Yeah. Okay. You have any thoughts from like a business perspective? Okay. uh, Probably Tony Shea, Mr. Zappos, just to talk to him about his like. We could try to make that happen. We know. Okay. I'm like stealing all of Minji's answers. Damn you. Okay. So my answer for dead is definitely is definitely Jesus. And I'm, I'm, I'll be honest, y'all. It's not because I'm religious, but I got to know the 411. You know what I mean? I got to spend a day with Jesus. I got to know. Even if what I say to the world makes them think I'm, you know, because we don't know what that experience is going to be. Even what I say to the world is going to make them all hate me for what I have said about my experience with Jesus. At least I would in my heart. I mean, that's the one dude we hear so much about. And all we really got is something that a king edited long ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we all want to know about Jesus. So I'd love to see, you know, hook up, hang out with Jesus for a day. That's cool. Living. God, it would be the best living. 
It's always so hard. I can't. It's tough like, because this- you. Like, I'm always afraid I'm going to pick a dude that later you get them on the mic and they're like, so what was your experience like really developing that? Pretty good. I like stuff. That was, you know, you'd never know, right? <laughs> I think things. Uh, living guest on this podcast. It was collaboration. And I picked Jesus because he's Asian, so it's cool. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> who would I pick living? Who do, we, an Asian who, person? Who, Damn. who do we not know living this like? It's like, would be impossible to get. It would be impossible to get that I would. Maybe not impossible. Someone you just want to like, just talk to, pick their brain. Like, does it have to be Asian? No. Okay. We did not set that parameter. Okay. I mean, we've had non-Asians on the podcast, so there is precedent. Okay. So yeah. Okay. So these are these are people that are non-Asian that that I would that I love talking to, and that's why I fucking seek out their talking to ness. I would say Mike Ladd. I would. I love talking to him, so definitely he would be great with the podcast. I love Shanaka Hodge. I love talking to her about everything. Those are great. Um, yeah. Can you elaborate on who they are for people who don't know? Oh, my bad. Mike Ladd is like a music producer out of France that I've known for like since like 98, 99. So every time we talk, it's just fantastic because my brain expands. So every time my brain expands, you know, or my consciousness gets deeper and stuff, then I'm with that kind of person. Then Shanaka Hodge is, uh, in my opinion, best known for being one of the three reasons why Youth Speaks is the national organization that it is and why the Youth National Poetry Slam, Brave New Voices, is where it is. And is also an outstanding artist on every fucking level, which is really tough to accomplish. Uh, yeah. And then uh, maybe just to throw in a name that the household name that's super famous that I would love to have like a day with or on the podcast with would definitely have to be. But here's okay. Can we just add this other qualification? In the podcast, no PR person can give me a sheet that says only talk about yes, this. Yes, yes, yes. Right? None of that. This right. is my fantasy podcast, right? Yeah. Obama. Yeah. Obama. <laughs> First question. <laughs> what did they show you in that secret room when you met with George W. Bush that made you look so pale when you came out of that house? <laughs> what did you read there? And are the aliens really coming? Don't lie to me, dude. <laughs> Don't lie to me. I'll give a fuck. This gray hair just can't be from stress. I know you know some shit, dude. What year? Those is are it? secret gray. Those are the gray hairs. The product of secret. Where's the escape base? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me where the escape base is now. I wouldn't want. See, then I wouldn't want to be responsible for knowing that. I'd be like, no, I don't want to know. This is our fantasy podcast. Is fantasy podcast. Everyone would know. Yeah. By the <clears throat> I'm. I guess I'm. I'm. I'm more of like a pop culture. Okay, dead. I would want to I would want to sit down and talk with honestly someone like Mother Teresa or Gandhi. Like somebody who has seen the absolute worst and the best of the world yeah. but still managed to be who they right, right, right. were, you know? That astounds me. And I don't know how I would be so in awe that I don't even know how that conversation would go. I just want to like be in their presence. I don't know. I don't care if they talk to anything in the mic. I just want to like sit across from them. Um, but like on uh, more of the pop cultures, I I would I really wish I could have met Michael Jackson. Like I oh, would have been. You know what? That's a good. I would have been 
That's a, mess. a good one. Like, oh, I can't even. I can't. There's something about. I don't know. I love Michael. Defend him to the yeah. t- till my last breath. Everyone who hated on him and yeah. all that, like, but you know, what he gave the world. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's two dead answers, though. You yeah, know you know that's that's, um, that's not a living answer in one of those. <laughs> living. Michael Jackson's a good one. You took Obama. Um, living. You can have Obama. I'll switch no. up. Well, like I want to meet Amy Poehler. That's oh. just she's. I, I freaking I love her. I love how talented she's, she is. She's she's, she's hardworking as hell. She's definitely. very outspoken in a way that I think is just intelligent and witty and like th- I don't know. I just really look up to yeah. her. She's hilarious. She's political. Yeah. She's progressive. She's involved. Yeah. She puts her support and uses her fame and money to help support causes and and people that she believes in. Yeah. She's pretty dope. And she's like genuinely just like really grounded person. Like she is a very well-known person. You could easily yeah. And honestly, like you see where people go with like all the celebrity. You you could you could imagine cuz yeah, you the reason why people expect that as celebrities because they're like, well, if I was in their shoes and I got everything handed to me right, on right. a freaking silver platter, right. then hell yeah, I would take advantage of that. Right. And I would become a total douchebag. Right. So then I think that's why they're so astounded. Like, oh, they were so nice. Yeah. Like, they still say it like it's a thing. Well, probably because it still is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It is is yeah. very rare that so, you meet someone that is that interested in you as a human, even if you're not that important to them yeah. in their position. Yeah. Amy is definitely one of those people. I would love to so meet Amy. That's Polar. a dope choice too. Damn. Okay. Sorry. One more. I want to oh. meet Kim, Kim <laughs> I want to meet Kim Jong Un. I want to sit down with that fool. He's barely older than me. I had a dream about him. I'm still convinced that like we could kick it. I want to Let's unpack this. No, I, I want about Kim Jong Un. I had a dream that is the most vivid dream that I still feel like okay, y'all have dreams where like you've really I mean, all dreams you feel like you were there and you lived in and right, whatever, right, right? Right, right, right? But this feels not like a it feels like a memory. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah, I yeah. feel like I was really there. Right. It's weird. Right. And it still feels like that. Is this some North Korean like inception tech? Yeah, I was in North Korea. Korea. I felt like I went oh, to North Korea with my mom. They my- figured out inception. <laughs> That's what it is. They figured it out before us because we were too busy working on the internet. They worked on the DreamerNet. Exactly. Oh, my God. They were the first to get the DreamerNet They got right. to me, you guys. This is the first story oh, in my hair. But I dreamt that I was there. Uh, and the entire time, this is when Kim Jong-il was still alive. So I was like, or no, he had just died or something like that. It was around that time. And I just kept looking at his son with like... Dude, you're just like every other Korean fool that I know. You know what I mean? Like he was a young guy in my dream. I just had this like, we just need to go eat some barbecue and like Norebang, yeah. man. Like that's yeah. all I kept thinking. I was like, you're such a normal guy. I know you don't want to be here. I know this is not yeah. what you like. This is not your dream to be like right. supreme rule of all this crazy shit. Like that's all I felt. And yeah. I still feel it. Like that's I woke up and I never forgot a detail from that dream. And it's weird. And I'm still convinced. I was like, dude. We just gotta kick it. We gotta have a podcast and then go. Yeah, go actually, eat and drink yeah. together. Yeah, actually, yeah. That's like uh, that's fucking awesome. And I realized that she wants to use her meaning to resolve a thing. That's fucking brilliant reasoning. <laughs> I would also love to have Alyssa Milano on the podcast <laughs> so I could ask her why. She wrote back my best friend who wrote her and gave him a signed autograph, but not me when we were eight years Aww. old and both wrote her. 
I would just like to ask Alyssa and like get that resolved once or fall. Even if her answer is I don't remember shit, then at least I'm like, oh good, it's it's done, it's over. I asked you, everything's done. I'm yeah. it's out of my system. Yeah. Secondly, guys, don't think that because I want to talk to Obama is that I think he's the dopest man on earth. He's great and all, but the truth is there's some shit he knows that he can't tell us. And in my fantasy podcast, <laughs> I want to know that shit. Don't kill me, Secret Service. Bye. <laughs> It's the no spin zone with Bosia. Oh my god! Which is impossible to have nowadays. Yeah. Completely impossible. You think he'll still have? He's, yeah, because even after he finishes being president, he's he still can't. No, like, they're sworn. Look, secrecy, here's right? the thing: yeah. there's a secret letter that all presidents get when they start for office, or some packet, and they hand it down to each other. Right? There's that meeting that they're supposed to have in that goddamn house, and they do the handoff. Whatever's going on in there, y'all, some real shit. That's the conversation I want to have. So when they're introducing the Illuminati. And where the base is. Where's the escape base? What's going on at the fucking hangout where you guys pee in the forest with a bunch of white dudes together? You know how they all meet up to pee in the forest together? I did not know The Carlisle group shit. They go hang out in the rain, in the Everglades, wherever the big trees are. And then they just say, we're rich and white and rule the world, so let's pee in the forest. Like, I always want to know what that's like. Because I'll never get invited there. Because guess what I'm... Too threatening. <laughs> Too threatening to the system that makes them so impervious to our uh, reality. Well, you definitely shouldn't wear that hat because it attracts a lot of attention, too. Yeah. Kind of like, I mean, the, you can always go to Burning Man. I feel like that's the close, that's close second. I mean, I go to Burning Man, and what do I got? A bunch of billionaires doing their version of slumming it. <laughs> like, <laughs> I've never been, but the way my millionaires have told me about how they go, I'm like, that don't sound like Burning Man. That sounds pretty nice. <laughs> what you guys are going to go do sounds pretty amazing. <laughs> I thought Burning Man was about to cleanse you through this process of heat and uh, wind and dance. and Anyway, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, well, I'm talking thanks, when Alvin. I drink coffee. <laughs> you have like a Thank pop you of, so pop much for your question, dog. Yeah, thanks, I love you. scientists. So anytime you want to talk science with me, it's all good. He's right here, Alvin. Yeah. And, uh, well, sorry to cut you off, Bo, but that, that about does it for Perfect. our podcast this week. I'm great. Uh, thanks awesome. again for coming out. Um, thanks you all for listening. We're at episode 45, which means we're seven episodes away from a whole goddamn year of this. <laughs> we're going to make it. <laughs> yeah. Looks like we made it. Yeah. Thank you guys and so much for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in and being a part of this podcast. Please keep continue tuning into the podcast and telling others about it because you never know who's going to be speaking, what they're going to be speaking about, or what engaging with Marvin and Minji is going to bring about that may add fuel or understanding to your life. So keep it going. Keep being a part of it and support Collab how you can. Thank you so much, Bo. And a big thank you to Minji for figuring out how to put this thing together without me. Yes! Victory! Thank you. Thank you. As always, if you have any questions, please write to us on podcast at collaborate.org. We love answering your questions. It can be about anything. Seriously, anything. Right? Write us, write us emails. We love it. All the things. And yeah, that's that's it for this week's podcast. Thanks a lot. Uh, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Yeah. I'm a disco guy. Excuse me, I heard bang bang, I heard shots. The mean a barge in the interrupt your workshop. Without you, 
the show stops. I heard you're thirsty, so I got you a cold pot. Hey, girl, hit me with your voodoo. 